This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Paul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 8, Episode 5, titled Snatch Game of Love. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one, oh wait, no, maybe two, uproarious co-hosts, first from the podcast, Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo, please say... The sexiest jackass in town. To Mr. <laughs> Nathan Patrick Brown. Yo, the muse Hello, is back. Hi, Joe. Oh, that was right in time to the music, too. Yes, the muse is back in a harness and a scarf as well, a la James Mansfield. Um, All right, and from Bloody Podcast, please say... Christian Woman! To Lorian K. Roggenkamp. Hello, Lorian. How are you? Hello. How are you? Everyone should know Lori is coming to us. (laughs) Lori is coming to us as if, as Nathan said, like she's in the Blair Witch Project. She's using her phone because I don't even know why. Why are you using your phone, Lori? I haven't gotten to my apartment yet, so I need to wait till I get to my apartment. I gotta be honest with you. It, It sounds like shit. You know what? Fine. Then I quit the show. Okay? Oh. So... I'm just going to go. All right. Yeah. So, All right. Fine. I'll see you guys later. Well, Lori, I'm going to I'm going to tell you something, Lori. Oh, well, I guess. All right. What? Bye. Uh, g- Killer bit. Killer bit. The best bit. Killer bit. Cuz you didn't even, Lori didn't even let us like oh, now get she's into gone. the bit. Yeah, now she's gone. Lori Lori didn't even let us get into the bit, which I thought was going to be like Nathan tells me I'm going to do the bit again. And she gets on. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to tell she still sounds like shit. And I'm going to say, Nathan told me <laughs> that if your sound didn't improve, we were just going to call in Jay Ellis. <laughs> so, anyway. Whilst Lori... So does that make me Alexis Michelle? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, Candy. we start crying. This week, the girls get their best celebrity drag on for the Snatch Game of Love. During a heated Elimination Day conversation, Heidi in Closet quits the competition. On the runway, the category is Reveal Yourself. Jimbo is named the top all-star of the week for the second week running. Meanwhile, this week's lip-sync assassin is season 14's Jasmine Kennedy. After a lip-sync battle for their legacies, Jasmine wipes the floor with Jimbo, but sends no one home after Heidi's elimination. Uh, Ladies, who one just left, which by the (laughs) way, I want everyone to know, makes a lot more work for me. Because now I'm going to get two <laughs> different tracks that I now have to put together. It's a whole thing. All right, uh, ladies, two questions. How was the lip sync and did the right person go home? Nathan Brown, what did you think of that lip sync and did the right person go home? Well, 
I think the lip sync would have been a lot better if we stopped letting Jimbo win. Like, you know, this show's rigged. I don't understand how they can not just rig it to have someone better up against Jasmine because I was so excited to see Jasmine again, which I didn't expect. But I thought she did a great job. But then- Were you really? Yes, surprisingly so. I was really excited and happy to see her back. And I thought she did a great job. I just wish she wasn't up against like that newborn deer that doesn't know how to walk. Jimbo, stop letting her win. Uh, I mean, what did you think of the lip sync then? Look, let's just give it that Jimbo's a terrible lip synker. In fact, dreadful, arguably one of the worst lip synkers in the history of the show. What I mean is they're probably been our worst, but for someone who is so talented in every other area, like like the worst lip synker of a very talented queen. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, Lori's Lori's coming back. Lori, I was talking to this Nathan, and he said that your sound, he told me that your sound was so bad that if he ever had the chance, he would have asked Jay Ellis to be the guest co-host. <laughs> when did I? Wh- you made the wrong When did choice? I say that? I don't have anyone else to turn to. Oh, I know who uh... to turn to. I know who to turn to. Uh, AI uh, Robert Mata? Hey, Simpletons. Yeah, I heard Nathan <laughs> say that. You heard Nathan say that. Nathan. Well... Robert says he heard you say that. Even if that was the case, isn't this a sisterhood? <laughs> so I don't know why Robert's ratting me out. <laughs> okay, never mind. Nathan didn't say that. Wait, so which one is it? Did Nathan say it or did Nathan not say it? Can we light some sage in here? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great bit. <laughs> By the way, Lori, the entire time, Lori has not been contributing to the bit. Acclaimed uh, groundling Lori Rockingham. <laughs> Eating the banana and drinking the diet Dr. Pepper. Yep. <laughs> I have to. I have to conserve after that masterful bit. Yeah. I had to conserve my energy. Yeah. Well, you're back. I mean, it's just as funny as as the uh, snatch game. Oh, so, dude, I'm honest know. with you. Funnier than the snatch game. Anyway, Lori, <laughs> what we're talking about right now are the, is the, what we thought of the lip sync and did the right person go home. So then go back to the lip sync. What I was saying was like. Okay, let's just say Jimbo, for being as talented as he is, is the worst lip syncer for how talented he is. I don't like this Jasmine Kennedy. She bugs the shit out of me. Mm. She wins because anybody lip syncing could win against Jimbo, right? A, I don't think anyone told Jasmine she doesn't really win anything, the way she was acting. (laughs) Yeah. And then part two, she realizes that, yeah, she did win, but she won against Jimbo. Stoked on that. That's like that's like <laughs> me saying I won a race against Terry Shivo. <laughs> By the way, who's made a Terry Shivo joke in 20 years? Yeah. How how you should do an AI of Terry Shivo. <laughs> oh, I know. Terry Shivo was the one that told me that Nathan. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be beep. <laughs> beep. For those of you beep. who are, are younger than 40, Terry Shivo was this woman who I don't remember how, but she effectively died. And they were keeping her alive mm-hmm. just with machines. She wasn't even alive. She was just, mm-hmm. there was a, be- a heartbeat and that's about it. She was, she was brain dead. She was brain dead. But, but the family yeah. di- or the husband didn't want to take her off or what was it again? The they- husband wanted to take her off, but her family were that's what said it was. that they didn't want to. Yeah, that's right. Her, her immediate family it. didn't want to take her off, but the husband was like, we got to let this woman. Because she'd been on for years and years and years, right? Yeah. It'd been a really long time. And then there was like a thing where they were claiming that he like... Po- I, I, it, like a quick thing where they were claiming that he may have murdered her yes. or was try- trying to get her off because 
I think it had gone on for so long that he had since dated or married somebody else. Um, and so they were like, oh, he doesn't care about her. And he, you know, he, he's moved on and he, you know, he doesn't give a shit. So he but just wants to pull really the plug. really long time. Like, I want to say 20 years. It was yeah. something crazy, like a really long time. And then there was a huge court case. And I think he eventually won, right? And got the right to let her die. I don't remember. Or did she just die? She might have just I died. I think she may have just died. Yeah. Yeah. It was very strange. So it was a huge political battle. And so that's why, uh, that's my, ver- that's a, the United States version of a dingo eating a baby. Ah, understood. Oh, so 1990 was when she was when his she uh, Michael Shivo, her husband, was appointed the guardian. But oh, that's remember there was no living will, so they were fighting over who what her end of life wishes were, and the family wanted her to be have a feeding tube. That's right. I remember that. We had a debate about this in high school. Oh, you did. <laughs> did you play Terry Shivo? <laughs> yes i laid on the floor i laid on the floor i remember i remember i was this, i didn't go to this high school but when i was tutoring at this high school they were putting on a production of the elephant man but the kid that they cast as the elephant man i was like oh that's interesting they're like oh yeah it's not gonna use any makeup oh that's kind of insulting <laughs> yeah that's weird was it you were you were that kid yeah, i was the kid but they and i said i said oh this is about the ugly guy that in england they said no <laughs> <laughs> suck it yeah suck it england yeah they were like no it's about a guy who's the size of an elephant well really quickly i just wanted to say that nathan you never told me whether the right person went home oh yes so i think the right person did go home uh i think heidi didn't want to be there um i don't think it was to do with that fight that was in the workroom later like in housewives land we say it's never about what it's about and it was just because i think she wasn't getting the praise that she was expecting and she was over it. And so she saw an opportunity, she took it, she went home and, and, and you know what? Great. It's probably better for her. It's better for the show. It's better for me as a viewer. So yeah, I think, I think that was the right call. You know what too? She probably saw that Jim, the writing was on the wall that it was, that she was not in the lead, you know, that it was Jimbo uh-huh. and it, you're right. Cause this happened yes. after elimination day. And so she didn't perform that well. Jimbo is clearly on track to win a third time, and she's like, "Well, what the fuck? Why am I gonna? Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea." Yeah. Lori, what about you? What did you think of the lip sync? Did the right, and did the right person go home? I yeah, I completely agree with everything you guys said. I think that exactly was the case. I think she wasn't thinking correctly because you know, unlike every other season, there's the uh, you know the queens who are eliminated are in that other side competition. Now, does she still get to be in the no. side competition? If she, yeah, she does so not. She, she does not. So she chopped her, you know, she uh, shot her foot to, she chopped off her nose to spite her face. Um, she, I think Go she, with what you like were originally going to say. Go, what were you going to originally shot, say about the chopping off the foot? She chopped off her foot. <laughs> she chopped off her foot to spite her face. And I was like, what? <laughs> she chopped off her foot to spite her face. Um, no, I think that she saw the writing on the wall. She, this is the this is the second snatch game where a befuddlement has been what is saves her. You know, she wasn't doing very well. She she she's not you know pulling it out in the way that she thought she was going to. And there are clear uh, people that are ahead of her, and she knew that this was probably going to be this was probably going to be the end. Like if she hadn't gone home. I, you know, 
I can't imagine who else would have gone home. I, you know, Jessica Wilde, I don't feel like was, should have been in the bottom. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, after Darian's elimination, the girls read the vote tally and learn that the vote against Darian was unanimous. Meanwhile, Alexis thinks that Jimbo's success could put Jimbo in danger of elimination. Um, I'm stopping here because other, we're going to have a long reading thing right here. So I just want to stop here and check in. Did you have any thoughts on what happened after Darian's elimination, Lori? I did think it was kind of funny that, you know, when they said the one vote for, uh, um what's her face james and then they james yeah when they said the one vote for james and then they, everyone was like oh that's weird and it's like what yeah mm-hmm. and then, said that's then, probably for da- that was probably from darian it's like yeah. okay you're still <laughs> yeah. figuring yeah. it out aren't you sweetie yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well that's what i thought was so funny is then they that they even have to explain it further of like well james did vote for her three times in a <laughs> row and it was like <laughs> she didn't vote for herself like what (laughs) like you guys think she would have voted for like that was so i thought that was so crazy that they were like that's who who would vote for james other than that reason yeah i will say what is funny is i brought this up in the last episode i still don't know why darian voted for james alexis literally threw her under the fucking bus in the in the on the main stage and she voted for james how like what what is james doing that but I don't know. I didn't watch Untucked. Maybe it was settled and Untucked. So um, I think it's more of a numbers game. Like she's more likely to stay if a few other people vote for James. So it's like, why do one protest vote against Alexis if you could stay, hoping that people vote for James? Uh, Nathan, what were your? Did you have any big thoughts about the 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 opening act here with the after Darian's elimination? Not a lot happened, but they do make comment that like Jimbo should be careful being such a front runner. And I do agree. Like, I do think like, as soon as Jimbo's in the bottom, someone like Alexis will probably try and get rid of her. So yeah, make and keep those alliances. Have they had anybody eliminate a front runner? I mean, before, like maybe the closest Manila, but when Manila wasn't even really winning that season. Um, I think Manila was a front runner. Apart from that, has anyone ever eliminated a front runner? Uh, I think it also happened one other time. But, like, also, I feel like that kind of stuff is, like, you know, like, do you really want to just be middle of the road? Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like you want to try and do your best every... They keep saying, like, oh, be careful. You know, you're going to get a target on your back as soon as you're in the bottom. And it's, like, I would rather try my best and fail and then, you know, just kind of do middle... Because, God forbid, I get in the bottom and then somebody eliminates me. Well, the problem is all these... I mean, like, this season in particular, these girls live in a fucking bubble. Like, a bubble like you wouldn't ever believe. Almost like one of those bubbles that's on the Sky Temple... In the Temple for the Zora <laughs> on Legend of Zelda. Bubbles, that's what they live in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be making Tears of the Kingdom jokes all episode, by the way. <laughs> and so... Uh, they live in one of these bubbles where, like, they think the competition is real. They think it's based on merit. They think that um, that it's really about the competition and really about winning. Like, it's a really strange, strange world that they live in where they strategize. And they don't realize that none of it matters. None of it matters. Especially this season. And I have a whole speech about this later. The, the producers are just doing whatever the fuck they want. It's like it's like they live in like a little ant farm and the producers are just making them go where they want them to go. And they but yet they think there's the illusion of choice. 
Okay, so the girls think that they have choice. They think that they have independence and power and and all that. And uh, that's not true. You know, it's like in Tears of the Kingdom. It's like you think you could just go to the castle straight away, and you can technically do that. But then as soon as you go there, you'll die because you're not strong enough. So it's like an illusion. Yeah. Well, also, you know, it's one of these things, too. It's like when you go to Luralin Village and they have the, the treasure store, whatever it's called, uh-huh. and you have this the choice of which che- oh, che- treasure chest you're going to open. It's an illusion of choice. The guy's controlling it the whole time. He can just say whatever. Now I understand. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, all right, well, let's move on. It's like when you go to the sorting hat yeah. in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I, no, because there's no choice involved technically. Like, I know, like, the yeah. sorting hat takes Harry your opinions in, into, uh, yeah, it's that like was a loophole. When, it's like when Laurie goes to Jamba Juice and she says, I'm going to get, you know, one of these healthy drinks. But then when she leaves, she lands up having the 800 pound gorilla. Yes. She gave the illusion a choice, but it's really, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yes. You know, did you see yeah. Lori on Discord? People were posting the nutrition. I don't know why it came up again. They reposted the nutritional facts from the, for people who listen to the public feed, Lori to lose weight, get something at John Budge's called the 800 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it was a healthier option. <laughs> then what? Then, I, I guess I, it was a healthier lard. option than just like a bowl of salt. Then lard, yeah, yeah, lard and salt. Then bacon fat drizzled this into my mouth. This eight hundred pound gorilla has, I think, like ninety seven grams of sugar or something crazy, crazy like that. Yeah, but, but it's not a hundred grams of sugar. True. So, uh, yeah, good point. That's um, what makes right. it a healthier <laughs> option. The next day, the girls enter the workroom and flirt with each other before RuPaul announces this week's maxi challenge. It's the snatch game of love. The girls will perform their best celebrity impressions on a dating game style game show. In the workroom, the girls reveal their different celebrity choices. Meanwhile, Alexis, by the way, it's like the girls went to a YouTube video, said what kind of Snatch Game character to do. And then they all went, nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) And chose like the wrong ones, right? Anyway, meanwhile, Alexis feels confident that she and Jimbo did well since both of them won the Snatch Game in their respective seasons. Later, RuPaul entered the workroom to check on each queen's progress. Heidi shares she will play the game as Blackbeard the Pirate. So, proof that she quit before even she really quit. Kahana talks about her choice to portray her (laughs) drag mother, Coco Montrese. Meanwhile, Jimbo can't wait to show off her skills in front of RuPaul for the first time. Let's start with our very own... Nathan in a harness here. Um, Nathan, what were what were your thoughts on everything that happened in the workroom and the table visits, you know, the next day with this and the, that? What were your thoughts? I just love how every season they announce Snatch Game and everyone's pretty much ready to go for Snatch Game. It's a wig and, a, and an outfit. And so they're just ready and they're just killing time, just like teasing the wig while they're having conversations. And then like Lala's giving Jimbo a piggy, piggy back and they're cleaning someone's titty bib. They're just killing time until Rue comes down. And I just don't understand why Rue can't just do the table visits straight away. Yeah, they should just immediately go into the table visits. Laurie, what do you think? Yes. Here? Yeah, I completely agree. I, I thought it was so weird that they were doing, they were having, it, honestly, it was like, I felt like Rue had to go to the bathroom. So they were just <laughs> <Yeah>. vamping <laughs> until she could come back. Because it was just so ridiculous. And, you know, I, I also would say I was shocked by how many of the girls 
were not there, didn't get to do a, a snatch game in their show. Um, so I, I was it's like, oh, all stars. And <laughs> well, yeah. So listen, you're making a point that I have written down here, but I'm just going to jump in right now. We have to really look at this. This is a show called All Stars, meaning, okay, you didn't win, but you were the best, right? I'm going to say straight away. So for people who just, just to to set up what I'm going to talk about, the Snatch Game in a regular season is one of those benchmark episodes. It's the benchmark episode, I will say. That's why the girls get so excited, because if you make it to Snatch Game, it's basically... It's almost like a little mini win. It's like you've made it. It's almost like Tears of the Kingdom. When you oh, get boy. like the Master Sword, it's not, uh-huh. you didn't win the whole game, but like that's a major milestone to get the Master Sword. And and the Snatch Game is like getting the Master Sword. It is, it is a benchmark, a milestone that you've made it in the competition. You may not win, but you are a quality contestant. You're not a filler queen. And the fact that we have two or three queens who didn't make it far enough in the show, maybe be more, because I have James Kahana, Lala did not make it to the Snatch Game, right? And Jimbo once. Jimbo once. Lori, raising your hand, yes? So is this Tears thing, is that the new Zelda game? Is that mm-hmm. the one you're referring to? The whole Okay, I just wanted to make sure I knew what we were talking about. Okay, Lori, take off your headphones for a second. <laughs> what, a, what a what a nerd Laurie is. She doesn't know that we're talking about the coolest game ever. Tears what a kingdom. noob. Yeah, we can't be her friend anymore. All right. All right, Laurie, you can put your headphones back on. All right. I did take them off. Yeah. Okay. So um anyway. Oh, so what I was gonna say is, I'll be honest with you. If you're an all-stars and you didn't make it to snatch game in your original see jimbo made it in his original season mm-hmm. the original season you didn't make it to snatch game you're not really an all-star i'm not gonna i'm just it's maybe i'm being a little totally. snotty or whatever but if all-star really is like if you take it from baseball or basketball these are the cream of the crop playing against each other mm-hmm. you're not an all-star if you didn't make it to fucking snatch game which happens like yeah. A little before halfway sometimes, right? You're not really an all-star. And so that's showing you it's the quality like, of this cast. I feel like it's the difference between like like making it to the semifinals and not even getting picked in the first round. You know? Like it's like if you make it to the snatch game, you you're I think you made it to the semifinal. You know, in my that's kind of how I view it. But if you if you haven't, then it's like you know you haven't even really gotten out of the first first round. Well, it's kind of like you play Zelda and you're trying to talk to me and Nathan, and yet you haven't <laughs> even played one of the Sky Temples. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm just talking competition in general. I'm trying to talk about. It's kind of like if you is... go all the way through the groundlings, all the way the 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 beginning, the writing lab, everything like that, but you don't make it to Sunday Company because everyone should know in groundlings. Yes. There's main company, but before you make it to main company, there's Sunday company. It's like you go through a yes. whole program, you wait years, and you make it, and then but you don't make it to Sunday company. It's kind of like that, Lori. And then and then they also say, could you not tell people that you were even in the Groundlings, uh, like to classes? <laughs> wait, that didn't, really, like, that didn't really happen, did it? And you're like, why? And they're like, well, because you know we just feel like you did such a bad job in your final show that. 
we would prefer to not be associated with you in the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. No, it didn't really happen, but I feel like they didn't say it with words, but they said it with attitude, you know. It's kind of like you do this Spotify Latinx thing, and they say, you won. <laughs> and they go, you win. We're going to produce your show, right? And then you're like, okay. Yeah. And then almost a year later, you've never heard from them again, and they don't respond to your emails, and they're like, "Who did you number who this? And you're like, you are a major media corporation why would you have a brand new phone number and say who this and actually be a person so yeah by the way i couldn't figure out for the longest time what james james mansfield reminds me of somebody i can't remember who it is and then today it hit me he's like a young john lovitz oh yeah i say that yeah by the way, I, t- and I said this earlier. What are these character choices? Like, oh, dreadful. Okay, Jimbo's doing it right. Let you, you know, I have that here on the outline. Let's actually go through it right now. So, Heidi did Blackbeard the Pirate. Lori, let's, because, you know, everyone should know Lori is an icon of the LA stand up com- yes. uh, stand up sketch and improv scene. If you're just starting to listen now, I'm an icon. I've been, I've been everywhere. <laughs> and is strangely drinking from a like a the same thing they give what you like wonton soup in. Yeah. <laughs> We're out of large uh water oh, bottles. Jesus. So I had to put my water in this. How are you out? Yeah, how are you out? <laughs> we haven't I we have some in the washer uh sink. We haven't washed them. Can you wash a bottle? I didn't have time. What is this? Lori, are you like in a production of the Bad News Bears, the musical or something like that? Yes. Like, yes. You're dressed like the kid that they get. They kicked off the team, but then right in the second act comes back and learns that she's an amazing pitcher. It was giving me like a superhero in disguise. Yeah, except for it's exactly that. But instead of any of that, it's just me going to Chipotle and eating. By the way, I love that during the table visits, Kahana says that she thinks she can win the snatch game. Oh, boy. Yeah, anyway. So let's go back to these table visits here. The char- they discuss the characters they're going to do. Okay, so Heidi's going to be Blackbeard the pirate. Why it got to be Blackbeard? Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, do you think that's why she chose it? No. I think she thought that she could have fun with, like, props. And, but I don't think she, th- the, the, here's the thing. And this is a fault. This is a through line throughout all of it is that I think with most of them, there is just not a lot of preparation. You know what? You know what? This is a good... Why don't we just get into the Snatch Game? But before we do that, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we're going to actually talk about the Snatch Game in detail. We'll be back right after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Priceline. 
We are back. It's time for the Snatch Game of Love. For round one, the girls will compete for the affection of Matt Rogers. Heidi Bombs as Blackbeard the Pirate. Jessica Bombs as Iris Chacon. I'm sorry, Edie Chacon. Kahana Bombs as Coco Montrese. Meanwhile, James Mansfield as Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> wins the affection of Matt Rogers. Let's stop right there and then we'll go to round two. Let's talk about round group one. And we'll, we'll start with Lloyd Rockingham. And we'll, we'll volley back and forth so, to use the parlance of the show. And so, Heidi, Blackbeard the Pirate, Laura, you said Heidi just wanted to use props. Nathan, what did you think about Heidi as Blackbeard the Pirate? Yeah, I didn't like it. I thought she was um, relying on a crutch, which was pirate puns. And I don't think anyone but Ross Matthews would find that funny at this point. So, I, yeah, I didn't like it. Laurie? Yeah, I don't think there was any preparation. I think she thought she would go in with some puns and some prop work. And when that didn't happen, she turned into every bad improver which is they turn on their fellow, uh, you know, uh, impro- people that they're working with and they start making fun of them, thinking that if they get the audience on their side by, you know, making fun of them, then that'll help. But it just, to me, I felt like it it made it worse because, A, she wasn't really saying anything that was too funny. Mm-hmm. And B, it was just, you know, you could tell that it was visibly upsetting Coco Montrese. So it just, it made it... <laughs> Whatever her name is. No, you're right. You're right. Go ahead. Uh-huh. I mean, she... Uh, Kahana was portraying Coco Montrese. Oh, so I was right. Okay, good. Well, that was a... That was just an accident. Um, so... So, I think it... I think it just was not... It was not good. hmm Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm, I am shocked to hear, though, that you um, are not of the opinion that... Which I have, and I'm, I don't know what Nathan's opinion is, but I mean, this is the fucking snatch game when Connor was bad. But we'll get, we'll talk about that when we get to that. We'll tell him when we get to that. Let's talk about Jessica um, Wild as Iris Chacon. What were your thoughts here, Nathan Patrick Brown? I didn't know who this Iris Chacon was, uh, but strangely, I thought she was the best one. She at least made me laugh in that deranged way where it's like, I know you're not doing the character, you're just trying to be funny, but I still laughed more than I did for the other three. I laughed, but I do feel like she was one note. But I mean, that was everyone. I mean, James Mansfield was one note with the uh, freaking what's her face. So I mean, it's like you know, you you're not gonna Jennifer Coolidge. You know, there. I don't think any of them really sort of had any kind of depth or anything or thought out of like a, you know one or two bits. So yeah, I thought she, I thought I would. I thought that it, he was going to pick her, to be honest with you, at the end. But then he picked um, Jennifer Coolidge. All right. My opinion, Blackbeard the Pirate, horrible. Edie's Chacon, horrible. I don't even know who this person is. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just, I, it, but uh, I didn't know who it was. I couldn't relate. And so whatever. All right. Next, we have Kahana Montrese as Coco Montrese. Lori, what did you think of Coco as Coco Montrese? <laughs> Coco, uh, I... <laughs> I thought she did exactly what I would what I would do when when she just seemed very nervous, and I thought that she you know she tried to pick a character that was like angry and upset and she, I thought that they said it right in the judging you know when you pick a character that's angry and upset it's hard to move out of that space and have fun with it because it, it when you're angry you know everything's a no everything's like you're you're you shut down everything's you know. 
and it's hard to improv improv and be you know and volley and stuff when when you're in that space now don't get me wrong if this if blackbeard if Heidi in closet was somebody else and you know she could have volleyed maybe a little bit better but i feel like Heidi came at her a little harsher than she should have and I feel like Hannah wasn't receptive and wasn't able to volley back. And so it really just was this very awkward exchange between the two of them. And it it made Heidi look bad and it made Kahana look bad. And I felt like it made Kahana even more nervous. So I, I felt bad for her because I felt like she, she, you could tell she was really trying, but she just didn't have the comedic chops or the ability to get herself out of this situation. Nathan, what do you think? I think she made a mistake doing Coco in just that one scene where Coco yells at Alyssa. There's like a lot more to Coco that she could have brought into her scope. Like I would have loved if she just had like a picture frame that she silent danced with like Coco did in All Stars. You know, like just bring a- Like she knows who Coco is. She's done the show with Coco. Like that's her drag mum. Bring me something else to it rather than just I'm not joking, bitch. Well, she mentioned in the table visit, she goes, Oh, well, I did Coco for Halloween one year and it was a huge hit and I just gotta bring the energy. <laughs> Which, but I bet you at dollars of donuts when she did Coco, she probably was Coco's birthday or Halloween or I don't know what it was. And she just did a number as Coco, which is a different thing than actually pretending to be Coco and being funny and being funny in this context. Where she just had to look like, but that's thing. That's the thing with Kahana. Kahana is shallow in the most shallow way possible. In that, what I mean is, you know, a shallow person is all about skin, you know, beauty is skin deep kind of shit, right? And uh, and it's it's all about the surface. Everything, even she even made like a plastic surgery joke as Coco Montrese. Everything is about fucking plastic surgery and beauty and looks. And the reason I bring that up is. It even pervades her choosing the snatch game in that she thought, well, I'm going to do a really visual joke of Coco being orange. And that she even said it on the table visit. I think if I'm just Mm -hmm. I'm going to win the whole thing, win the whole thing. Like her goal should have been just to be fucking safe in the in the in the thing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be I'm going to win the whole thing. I want to know. I want to have a conversation with Kahana Montreal and say, <laughs> please tell me your plan for winning. What was your plan for winning the whole thing as Coco Montreal? Because she went in with zero plan. She had no, did she think she was going to say, I'm no. not joking, bitch? And, she, and that RuPaul was going to stop the snatch game right there and say, you know what? You're the top all-star. Of the league. <laughs> it is, this is it. It is done. You said, uh, I'm not joking, bitch. And now you win. So, because it's all about the surface, it's about looking. It's like this is how it looks. I agree. I think that she. Well, I I think she doesn't understand how what what makes something funny. I think she she doesn't understand comedy. No. And I think you know. And but I will say this that you know we do see later on that RuPaul will just laugh at words and celebrity names well, if they're put together mm-hmm. in a certain way. I mean, look, let's talk about this right here. I think RuPaul was working her fuck. You could see she was working her ass off on this episode. A lot mm-hmm. of fake laughter, a lot of um, edited laughs, edited in later in post that they show her laughing. But I don't think yeah. it was it was really her laughing at that. And she was trying to sell certain people in the fake laughs. It was not good. I I actually don't. I would if someone said she was really pissed off that day, I would believe it. She did not even with Jimbo dancing. 
she did not seem to be having fun. And every laugh seemed very forced and very, very fake. Let's talk about James uh, Mansfield as Jennifer Coolidge. I don't even know where he left off, so we'll start with Nathan. Nathan, what were your thoughts here on, on James Mansfield as Jennifer Coolidge? I thought she was terrible. I thought the racist on Drag Race Down Under did a better job. Like, I just think it was an odd choice to pick Jennifer Coolidge from 2003 instead of, like, 2023. And it just sounded like James being James. I got no Jennifer. Laura, you were on Drag Race Down Under? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm- <laughs> Nailed I'm already, it. I'm, I'm, my, my debate is how long before Jen- Lori mentioned name drops that she knows Jennifer Coolidge. We're friends. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually w- watched it with her on the car ride home. Um, hi. I, I picked her up. <laughs> hi, Lori. <laughs> She's like, hi. Thank you so much for picking me up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lori, what did you think of James Mansfield as your best friend, Jennifer Coolidge? You know, I, it, 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 to be honest with you, what I thought was, I feel like Coco Mon, <laughs> Kahana Montrese could have <laughs> no, done. No, you were right the first time. Jennifer, I feel like Kahana Montrese could have done Jennifer Coolidge and it would have been passable. Like, I feel like it's, it's hard to fail doing Jennifer Coolidge. Like her voice and just her affectation is is very humorous, right? There's a reason why she's an icon. And I think that James just kind of struck gold with the fact that, you know, you had one person who was who was funny but maybe not understand understandable and it it didn't was didn't really make sense. And then you had two people who were not funny and were kind of sucking the energy out of everything. So James literally it there was like a couple, wasn't there a couple years ago where there was like a, a, a queen who won snatch game. Cause she did like Lil John or something. And oh, she pretended right. like she was like, yeah, yeah. that was a really yeah, bad and she year. Pretend- that was a bad season. Yeah, yeah. She, she pretend like she was like the, the queen of comedy. And it was like, no, it was just cause everyone else sucked so hard that you just were like a little bit of better than everyone. Else. Deja Sky, <laughs> so, I believe is who you're talking about. Deja. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she thought she was like the queen of snatch game, because yeah. uh, oh my god, she was and that was she was like yes. Well, you know what, Lloyd, you're right. That you you kind of have my notes. As I was like James Mansfield, I actually thought it was awful. I think it's difficult to pull off Jennifer Coolidge. I don't think I've seen anyone do it. Uh, it reminds me of this new trend that I'm seeing uh, gay guys do on TikTok, and they're acting like they invented. It's really weird because they don't acknowledge it. Uh, there's one guy in particular, and he's actually, Solandra follows him, and I would not be surprised if Solandra's friends with him, but he essentially does like a really shitty Moira Rose from Shit's Creek, but- Oh, yeah, that's annoying. And a lot of gays do that, but they pretend like, but they don't ever say, like, I could see if they did the video like Moira Rose at a Blockbuster video, but they're not. They're doing the characterization that um, Catherine O'Hara does- but just they pretending like they came up with it. It's very strange. And uh, it's the same thing here is that, like, I think James Mansfield has been doing Jennifer Coolidge her whole... I think that's the whole basis for her. Like, James Mansfield was just doing James Mansfield. I did not get a sense that James Mansfield was playing a character. I thought that James Mansfield mm-hmm. was playing James Mansfield. Yeah, it was just, like, her vo- her affectation was, like... I thought she did a, a a passable job with her affectation for Jennifer Coolidge, but yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't anything too crazy like that. I thought, oh, that you know, 
That's spot on Jennifer Coolidge. But the, well, because the tricky thing with Jennifer Coolidge, I do think you do need some sort of at least advanced training in improv or something like that. Is What's great about Jennifer Coolidge is she has that great improv, improv brain where the things she says are absurd. They're not... They don't really follow mm-hmm. a path. Like, for instance, recently at an award show, someone asked her, like, what role she would want to play or something. And she said a dolphin. And <laughs> and Nathan, you haven't seen this? She'd be great at that. Oh, yeah. No, so, I like. <laughs> and I just took a sip of oh, water, yeah. so I did a bit <laughs> of a spit take. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's sa- my impression of Jennifer Coolidge being a dolphin. Yeah. And she's like, these whales, they're trying to murder me. Yeah. It makes me want to real bad. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the point is that... I'm taking the krill, dumbass. <laughs> the point is that, that James did not... James... What James was really doing was James Mansfield doing a shitty Marilyn Monroe. They were more like things Marilyn Monroe would say. It was... It was very odd. I almost wonder if he was going to do Marilyn Monroe, but then used it for um, that stupid Ah. bit and then decided to just make a left and do Jennifer Coolidge because he could just wear his regular clothes because it it was not a – I don't know. It was not a good Jennifer Coolidge. Didn't say things Jennifer Coolidge. That's what makes it tough to do Jennifer Jennifer Coolidge is that she doesn't really – she takes a left when you think she's going to go right, and that's what makes her an icon. All right, let's move on. But like what Lori was saying – is she is the Deja Sky of this round. She was awful, but she was the least <laughs> awful in this round. All right. Um, let's go on to round two now. So for round two, the girls are trying to win the heart of SNL star Bowen Yang. Alexis does well as B. Arthur. Candy portrays Renee Graziano. And Lala Ree is Sukiana? I don't know. Meanwhile, Jimbo slays the competition and wins the affection of Bowen Yang. Nathan, oh no, sorry, Lori, let's start with you. We'll start with uh, B, um, B. Arthur, Alexis Michelle's B. Arthur. Your thoughts here? So I had no opinion of Alexis Michelle going into uh, All Stars. And I know Star had hated her. She can't stand her. Star's your fiance. And I, mm-hmm. Yeah, Star's my fiance. And I don't know if I have like folly ado or something, but I just like all of a sudden just like, especially this episode was like, I can't stand her Mm -hmm. and her. I don't, I did not under the, your, your uh, attitude towards uh, James Mansfield is how I felt about her portraying B Arthur. She didn't sound like B Arthur. She didn't say anything remotely funny or sarcastic or anything. All she did was mention other celebrities and say, words (laughs) words <laughs> in in some random order and for some reason rupaul died every single time she said something and i did not get it i did not understand how Again, she was funny you're falling for the illusion rupaul was uh, it was very evident that she maybe after round one was like this is a mess i need to try and save this so she was la- like specifically kahana and lala which we'll talk about in a second the laughs on there seemed extra fake. Like she knew I have to make it a scene mm-hmm. like they're worthy of being safe because I have to because and B. Arthur make it seem like she was good because uh, the B. Arthur, I wouldn't call it bad, but it wasn't good. Thank you. Nathan, what did you think of B. Arthur? Besides besides the outfit, besides the outfit, which I do think would be something that B. Arthur would wear. There was nothing about 
her her portrayal that was B. Arthur. Nathan? Yeah, I think she made an interesting choice by doing B. Arthur the person rather than just Dorothy called B. Arthur. You know, like I think she was actually trying to dif- differentiate between the Golden Girls character and the person, which could have been really good or it could have been a bit shit. Um, I've actually been working on my Dorothy imp- impersonation, if you guys- Oh, sure. Well, of course tidbit. I want to hear. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've noticed that, like, in every three episodes, she'll say, Oh, Ma, I love ya. Just, like, in a conversation with Sophia. Every three episodes, <laughs> she'll say that line. So, that's that's my impression. impression. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we actually do uh, a scene from the Golden Girls? Lori, you're going to play- Who do you want to play, Lori? Do you, he, well, obviously, Nathan's going to be B. Arthur. So, he's Dorothy. Who do you want to be? I can be Rose. Oh, you'll be Rose? And who do you want me to be? I'll let you choose who, I'm, yeah. who I am. Uh, you could be, uh, Sophia. I'll be Sophia? Alright, here we go. So, we're gonna open the scene here. <laughs> what are, what is... <laughs> Picture it! I just came from the toilet, I dropped a mean deuce! Oh man, does my asshole hurt? Oh ma! You dropped a set of cards in the toilet? She did a shit, Rose! It reminds me of Bobby Graziano in 1911. Picture it. I'm sitting on the toilet. I get up. There's a little, there's a piece of shit in the toilet. Bobby Graziano comes in, he goes, you, Sophia, you made such a delicious uh, cannoli. Let me eat it right now. And he ate the fucking piece of shit right out of the toilet. You know what that's like, Rose, right? Oh, yeah. In St. Olaf, we <laughs> had to eat tons of shit. <laughs> because of uh, Franz Google Farner, uh, he, the shit farmer, he would always have extra shit at the end of his crop season. And in order to save the town of St. Olaf, we would the kids would have to gather up and eat shit. It, it, it must have been great, uh, Rose, when they realized, then they just stuffed it in your head and used it for brains. You know, I, when I had Dorothy, when Dorothy was a little baby, <laughs> she took a shit that was so big, I thought it was Dorothy the baby, and I left the baby, I flushed the baby down the toilet, and I took the shit out into the streets, and people were like, oh my god, your baby Dorothy has never looked more beautiful. Do you remember this, Dorothy? Ma, no. Uh, look, I'm going to say this. Yeah. It was better than the Snatch Game. All right? <laughs> I think it. it. <laughs> <coughs> Which is a low bar. Yeah. Um, I feel like we went a little too poo heavy, but you know what? I'm heavy yeah. in poo, so yeah. I get it. Um, I will say this, though. Nathan loved your Dorothy impression. Yeah. Loved it. Thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah. what? real great. It was so great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what did you think of Candy Muse as, I don't know, somebody Italian from some Italian show? No, I didn't know who this was. Did you know who this was, Nathan? She was Candy. Oh, you, she was Candy. I didn't she know. was Candy Muse. You're right. She was, I will say, I think if I, if I know 
and and this is also an issue I had with with uh, uh, Alexis Michelle with Dorothy. If I know, if I think I know who the, who Candy is supposed to be, the the woman has more of a gra- very gravelly voice, mm-hmm. even more gravelly than Candy. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with <laughs> Alexis Michelle. Dorothy has a very like gravelly voice. They did nothing to modify their voices. Yeah, and I wish that Candy would have tried to make hers a little more gravelly but i mean she she was just candy yeah. the whole time she was just candy yeah uh what about la la re as somebody i don't know who that was nathan who was that person from some from suki sukiyana from love and hip-hop you Miami? know who this is i don't know her. i don't know her, but I, I i mean she was fine what's there to say she really uh she lucked out that she was in this group. Yeah. If she if yeah. she hadn't been in this group, she wouldn't have been safe. Oh, really? You think she would have? Oh, La La Re? I think she would have. Yes. She was better than the other group, don't you think? I think James Mansfield lucked out. Mm-hmm. I think that she. I don't think she did very well, to be honest with you. I think that. But did you she, did you see Rue forcing those laughs for Candy and Lala, like as if they were saying the funniest shit ever? I think that she legitimately see. She did this. One of the smartest things is that I think she saw that she wasn't necessarily getting laughs when she was talking. So she tried, she, you know, didn't really jump in and do too much. And I think that saved her. I think that made, it kind of made people go like, oh yeah, Lala was good, Mm -hmm. I guess. And then finally, Jimbo as Shirley Temple. Let's start with you, Lori. You know, it was, it was good. It just wasn't like great. Like I felt like it was like, it was What's her face from uh, All Stars last time, mm-hmm. right? Who was the one who played? She she did. Uh, um, uh, God, who's in the? Uh, I can't remember anybody's name. Joe, don't name. help her. Don't help I'm her. I'm not. You know, I'm just. I don't know if you can see Nathan. I'm just like, <laughs> I know exactly who she's talking about, what character she's talking about, and everything. And I am just she staring at her. She did. She did uh, Liza Minnelli's. Moms, who, 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 what's her name? She did her. Shelly Manelli. Shelly. <laughs> Bell and Manelli. <Yeah. laughs> she did Coco on Treat. No. Beverly Hills. Uh, she did, uh, uh, oh, fuck. Star, what's Judy the. Garland. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're saying. Who was the drag <laughs> queen? Jinx Monsoon. Jinx Monsoon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're as bad as rupaul she jake's monsoon and then what was the other natasha Lug- oh, Wait, you know okay. what? take the headphones on no. the star do the show <laughs> natasha leone yeah i'm not good with names so jake's monsoon was phenomenal right she did so well and i feel like jimbo was trying to do that jimbo was trying to be like a Judy Garland, you know, with with uh, when she took that moment when she had the microphone and stuff, I felt like she tried to do that with the tap dancing, and it was funny, and it it ha- it was, but it I mean, it could have just been maybe the downer of the, you know, everyone else not necessarily being a hundred percent, or I don't know what, but it just it it didn't really make me like it was the best of the whole group, but it wasn't to me that great. If that makes sense. Like, I just, I kind of felt like, oh, okay. I guess, you know. Nathan? I guess she's doing okay. I think it was a good choice that skated by on just being high energy and like a couple of smart 
angles, like calling Bowen a pervert, like instead of just relying on one thing. It was just, it was a, it was a bit too Timmy Trumpet-esque for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what the Timmy Trumpet part means, but um, what I'll tell you is I agree with you guys. I think, you know, I think there wasn't a, okay, I'm going to say this up front. Jimbo doing that tap dancing bit. I don't think I've belly laughed at RuPaul's Drag Race in a very <laughs> long time. And I really gave a genuine, by myself, really hard laugh. It was so ridiculous and so absurd and so bizarre. I'm even laughing thinking about it. But when you, and it was the last thing that she did. So you ended on a really good high note. But, you know, I watch it a second time for notes and when i watched it a second time i was like it's really not that funny and in fact she left a lot of low-hanging fruit out there like they 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 lobbed some softballs at her that she could have totally hit out of the park and she didn't she just let them lay she just let them die you know and so uh so i don't think uh it what it was it was passable it was passable, but in a very weak group, it was very, very strong, I guess, for that. But it, it was, apart from that tap Well, Joe, yeah. she had never done the character before. She'd never even worn that dress before. So we've got to give her credit for just coming up with this on the spot. Nathan has his camera off because the internet is shit. And so I can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not. Well, no, but that's what she said in the table visits. And it's like, clearly you're lying to our face, Jimbo. All right. Uh, it's elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway. Kahana feels betrayed by her sister Heidi after Heidi made jokes at her expense during the snatch game. She confronts Heidi and Heidi apologizes. During the apology, Candy Muse steps in and confronts Heidi as well. Candy had heard that Heidi had whispered to Jimbo that Candy had planned to vote for Jimbo when the situation arose. This would go against the alliance they all had. When confronted, Heidi asks Alexis to back her up, but Alexis waffles under the pressure an emotional Heidi then quits the show. Alexis then breaks down in tears. Now, <laughs> I do have here, I, because it was so, it's even confusing when you listen live and I try to make it a sense. I still don't really totally understand what happened, but I actually have it here and we're going to analyze it right now. Um, so I only have the relevant moment. It took out any confessionals. It still comes in at three and a half minutes. We'll stop at every 30 seconds. And uh, analyze it a little bit here. All right, here we go. We're going to play the first 30 seconds. How are you doing, Kahana? Back and forth. Yeah. You know, I was already, like, feeling kind of defeated before I went in. I feel you. But what really, like, sent me was you. Think? Yes, because you really were pushing me. Seeing that I was struggling and, like, throwing the jokes back at me. Like, giving me the map and literally, like, antagonizing me it just was not cute Heidi okay let's stop there for a second um Lori now this is where I think Lori and I really disagree I don't know what Nathan's opinion is is so what has happened here is during the snatch game because you know a lot of people have told me this is why if you if you watch the episode you're going why is Joe telling us we all know this there are a number of people, quite a number of people who told me they're not watching the season, but they're listening to the show. So let me explain to those people what happened. During the Snatch Game, and Lori alluded to this, Kahana was flailing and as Coco Montrese, and uh, Heidi, as Blackbeard the Pirate, was taking any shot she could to sort of like tease Kahana that she wasn't being very funny. 
I happen to think this has just always been a part of Snatch Game. It's a, cl- I mean, this is as important in Snatch Game to be able to do this and, and volley with that as it is to do the characters. But Lori, you seem to have a different opinion. But before we get that, let's hear Nathan's opinion. Nathan, what do you think? What side are you on here? I'm team Heidi on this one in that it's not a team sport. I don't know if Heidi was intentionally trying to give her something to volley with. I think Heidi was just trying to be funny herself Mm -hmm. and and wasn't really succeeding. But Heidi was going to care about Heidi Mm -hmm. in Snatch Game. And it's not her job to look after what Kahana's presenting. And I think Kahana maybe needs to harden the fuck up if you're going to be on All Stars in a Snatch Game, you know, grow some balls. Laurie, now, Laurie, because you you differ with me and- and Nathan. Yeah, I mean, I I see that. You know, I think that that's fine. I just feel like, I just, I don't know. I think that Kahana clearly, when you're volleying or when you're doing that, I feel like you should do that with somebody who's, who seems like they are able to do it back at you, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like Kahana is just clearly not that kind of person. She just mm-hmm. has no comedic bone in her body, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think what happened was is that Heidi was drowning. Mm-hmm. Heidi, Heidi and Kahana were drowning, and mm-hmm. Heidi said, "Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to step on you mm-hmm. to leverage myself up, so that way I can, you know, I can get above water." Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I, I don't think that it helped the way that she did. I think it made Heidi seem more vicious. Like when she threw the map at her and said, you know, find where the joke is like that. It, you could tell, you could tell Kahana was struggling and it's just like, when that happens, that's not funny. That's just kind of bitchy, you know, mm-hmm. like to volley with somebody, it still has to be funny, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it, it just wasn't, it wasn't humorous uh, when she was doing it. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that, yeah, ribbing somebody is, you know, a part of snatch game. Yeah. But it, it has to be done in a certain way, and it wasn't done in the correct way. All right, let's carry on here. I did not mean for that to be what was happening. I don't want you to feel like I was trying to push you down. I was hoping that you would like be able to volley and like hit the joke. And Girl, be like, I wasn't even hitting the joke that Rue was giving me. So why are you digging the hole even deeper for me? It really, really hurt. I'm not even going to sit here in front with you. I was really no, devastated I, I, I want you to. I want you to be real. And I appreciate that you're being real with me. I'm so sorry that that is how you how it came off. I do apologize. I never want my sisters to feel like I'm trying to like make them feel less than or make them push them down in any sort of way, girl. I'm going to stop right there because that's pretty much where Candy's going to jump in. So just to put a button on this is, um, one, I should have mentioned at the top. So before... What happens before this scene happens is Kahana's upset about this and she goes over to Candy privately during just before this conversation happens and tells her how she feels. And, you know, again, on a second viewing, once I knew what happened, I thought that's very interesting that Kahana went to Candy and confided in her about what she was feeling. And the reason I find that interesting, what you guys are going to hear in a bit, is Candy like accusing Heidi of something we're going to hear about it. It's like, that's the part that gets confusing and candy, like feigning shock that Heidi would find candy distrustful or would think that she would stab her in the back. And I'm thinking like, well, it seems like it's pretty well known that Jimbo, Heidi and candy are really tight. 
So why would if 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 this is the case, why would Kahana go to Candy unless and think that she had a sensitive ear unless she knew that Candy would be sensitive to her plight of talking shit about Heidi, which means that these conversations have been happening. Uh, mm-hmm. Because why would why another why would Coco Montrese in any other circumstance feel comfortable? <laughs> oh, I to go to I Candy. I see what you're saying. You know, yeah, like. Look, everybody, like, if I was good friends with Lori, they would never come to me to talk horrible things about Lori, but they know how I feel about Lori. So they have no problem coming to me and saying, like, um, wow, she really, like, she ate my lunch and I had no food mm-hmm. to eat. Um, she stole did, my, she stole my 800 pound gorilla. She stole my 800 pound gorilla. I was relying on that yeah. for my 97 grams of carbs that I needed that day. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, Nathan, what, what, did you have any thoughts on this whole thing between Kahana and Coco before we can move on? No, but, well, I guess yes. Um, I didn't appreciate how Heidi was like, I'm a little upset that she's telling me she's upset with my actions. And I just, you know, I hate when we get caught in that hamster wheel where you're upset at someone for saying they're upset with you. And it's just like, cut that shit out. Well, why not just say, bitch, this is fucking Snatch Game. James says it in a confessional. No, no one says it there. Yes. And I was like- are you brand new? This has been a perfect time for producer Alexis Michelle to be like, Kahana, have you seen the show? Lori, mm-hmm. Lori, what do you think? Have any more thoughts on this Kahana Coco drama? I'm sorry, this uh, Kahana Heidi drama? Well, I think that it was definitely produced. I think that some, you know, it was definitely somebody was like, you guys should all tell Heidi in closet how you feel. With the knowledge that she and might quit? Was, I don't think so. I think it, I think they just wanted to have like a you know, cause I, but I mean, to be fair, Heidi's not doing herself any favors. Like, what was it last episode? She kept going like, oh, you guys, I know some tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, you know, and it's so, it's just like, she wants the attention, but she just wants it her way. And I think when it, when it comes, you know, when people, when she's, con- she doesn't like confrontation. So when it, when she's confronted, it's just like, she just gets super upset. All right, let's carry on here. This is the point where like, Kahan, I mean, um, Candy decides to jump in. You know, that's not me. That's okay, not what so, I do. Since we're talking about family and stuff, Heidi, why did I hear that you went to Jimbo and told her that I'm coming for her? So we're going to stop it in every little here. So, so, cause it, it does get really confusing. So can, so Kahana says, why am I hearing that you went to Jimbo and said I was coming for her? Okay, so let me pre-tell the story here, because it's going to get a little confusing. According to Kahana, Jim, so Jimbo went to, and guys, correct me if you can, if you guys figure this out. Jimbo went to Kahana, to Candy Muse and said, listen, Heidi just came to me and said that she heard that you said you were going to vote for me because you see me as competition. Okay? And so now... Candy is confronting Heidi, but why did Heidi say that to Jimbo? Because it's not true. This is what you're hearing, right? Lord, did you want to say before we go on? Yeah. I thought didn't uh Jimbo say that like they w- when the cameras came off when they were like done taping, Heidi like whispers in Jimbo's ear, like, be careful, Candy's coming. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. You. And and tells that to Candy yeah. News. And it was like it was so like so it was just like, oh, that's really ominous. Like it's just, you know. Yeah. So here I we go. That was kind of stupid. Because you did, Alexis. So now at this point, Heidi is now bringing in Alexis because Alexis Michelle, we find out, is the one that told Heidi 
that she had a that Alexis had a conversation with Candy, where Candy said she. Well, this is where it gets vague because Alexis waffles here, but something along the lines that Candy saw Jimbo as a threat and would vote her out. Nathan, you want to weigh in? I think what they're saying is Alexis was just present for that conversation, okay. not that it was told to okay. Alexis. All right, here we go. Yeah, I think Heidi Heidi heard it, but then Alexis was also there. Oh, did you get that impression? Nathan, that Heidi was there? Yes. Okay. I right. think I what I think is Candy just said, wow, Jimbo's winning a lot, or something like that. And Heidi took that or like assumed an implication as in let's take down that threat. And Alexis Michelle was in the vicinity. Alright, here we go. Oh. Alexis was present when Candy was saying she would send Jimbo home. Girl. Tell the truth, shame the devil. So right here at this moment, Alexis nods meekishly. Did Candy say to you that? I nodded because Candy <laughs> said that to me. I said I'm gunning for her. <laughs> so then Alexis freezes again. Alexis freezes again. No. So then. <laughs> okay, Lori, I, w- I want you what? to know you hate Alexis Michelle. I know where you are. I feel like you're at Alexis Michelle 101 and I was there, but I have now grown to be completely head over heels in love with Alexis Michelle in terms of a very Lori kind of way of what an agent of chaos she is. <laughs> I think it's unwitting and I just think she doesn't know it. <laughs> She literally, people didn't see this. She nods yes that Candy said this. And then Candy goes, wait, I told you this? And she goes, no. Uh, I told you. Well, no. Like, yeah. well, now that I've had time to think about it yeah. in the 5.5 5 seconds that yeah. you called me out. Yeah. That a, a uh, literal 800 pound gorilla uh, no. is staring at me with her 97 <laughs> grams of carbs. But okay, I will say one thing. Okay, so t- Jimbo won last episode, right? Yeah. Wasn't it Candy? Wasn't it Candy in the last episode, or maybe in the beginning of this episode, who kept saying like, "Oh, be careful, Jimbo, because now you got your everybody's looking at she you." She says it at the top and of the if, show of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So she did say it. She did say that if people are gonna, if you're in the bottom, people are gonna want to vote you off. But Heidi is saying so she that. Did say but Candy, it. Heidi is saying that Candy said that Candy would vote her off when she had the opportunity. I don't know. I think Handy heard that. You said Handy heard that. Uh huh. I think Handy heard that. Uh huh. And and was like, you know, oh, okay, so she wants to get. She wants to vote off uh, <laughs> Jambo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. Jambo. So she wants it. to vote off Jambo. Yeah. What she, is it? What she said was, as soon as Jambo lands on the bottom, I'm going to send her ass home. I didn't hear. Okay. That's okay. what Heidi says she heard. Now, Alexa's right. going to say so she didn't hear that. That's a little It's specific. all a moot point, though, because when's Candy going to be in the top and yeah. Jimbo in the bottom? Like, in this trajectory, it's not going to yeah. happen. That yeah, I, mean, that, I did I, not hear Candy I, say that. I said, okay, let's stop right there. What were you going to say, Lori? I just think that's so... First off, it this whole thing is stupid, all right? Because, again, there's one winner. So every, everyone here is eventually going to vote somebody off that doesn't want to go home. 
there's only one person that's going to win. So this whole thing is so stupid because it's like, yeah, so what? Play the game. Who cares? All right, let's care. Nathan, you want to add anything here? Uh, well, my problem with this whole fight is Heidi's doing the Lisa Rinna thing where she's bringing up shit off camera, which should really be brought up on camera. Heidi should have pulled Jimbo aside in front of a TV camera so we could see it. Like, uh, none of this, like, cameras are down and let's have a chat thing. No, put them on ice. I want to see it. So, I'm I'm on Team Candy for this one. All right, very good. Let's move on. She has competition. Not true, Candy. Why would you go behind my back and throw me under the bus? But I did not throw you under the bus. That's what Jimbo said. I didn't say she threw you under the bus. You let me know that I need to watch out for Candy because she said she was coming for you. And I said, okay. Even if that was the case, ain't we supposed to be sisters? Where's the loyalty? Well, she was being loyal to me. All right, let's stop right there. So this is where it gets confusing. And then Jimbo says... You know, Heidi told me this because, you know, that blah, 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 blah. And then Candy says, so Candy essentially confesses and says, even if that was the case. But then here's where I get confused. Even if that was the case, aren't we supposed to be sisters? What does that mean? No, I I don't think she confessed. I think, and this is my opinion, but I think what she meant was, even if Heidi told you that, Mm-hmm. Aren't we supposed to be sisters? So aren't you supposed to trust me that I wouldn't actually have said that? So even if Heidi had said that to you. Mm-hmm. But Heidi did say that. I know. But that's, I think she was trying to say like, basically the whole, her whole, her whole point is why, because it seemed like Jimbo was coming to the defense of Handy. And so <laughs> she was like, <laughs> even if, She's like, we're supposed to be sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, we're supposed to be super close. Yeah. So right. why would you trust Handy over me? All right, here we go. We just chalk this up to we are all fierce competition. But the thing is, this is a democracy where we are voting. And if Jimbo, for whatever reason, landed in the top and I had landed in the bottom, she would have believed all that shit and would have sent my ass home. That- so what Candy is saying is the danger of what Heidi was doing was by doing this whisper campaign, Jimbo would have believed Heidi, and if Jimbo had a chance, would have eliminated Candy, and Candy wouldn't have ever known what was happening. Is that how you interpreted that? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I I get where she's coming from, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like Jimbo's voting, in my opinion, I feel like she's voting off track record. So, you know. All right, here we go. It's wild to me. Can you light a candle, yeah, please? We might need burn a few. some fucking sage. We might need a Let's few. Let's burn some wigs. Fuck the candles. <laughs> Jimbo, what I told you, that's what I had heard. And that's all there was to it. Let's just have fun tonight. And um, when it comes down to voting, vote Heidi. I will say it was Team Heidi through most of this, but then this seemed very manipulative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this seemed like she just, I think she saw the writing on the wall that she was going to be in the bottom and she knew that she was going to have to like, you know, that people were probably going to vote for her instead of, she just said, oh, you know what? I'll just, I'll make a big push and I'll say, I'm doing this as a favor to everyone. Um, you know, 
Let's just let's just wrap up this episode of this thing. No, Heidi. No, no, no. Absolutely not. It's because I do not like what this has become. Because this has become really ugly and really hideous, and I don't like that. So have fun, or I'm leaving now. I don't. Honestly, no. We don't have to vote tonight. I love y'all. No, no, Heidi. No, I can't. No, I can't do this. I cannot. I love y'all. No, I love y'all so much. No. What the fuck? And with that, Heidi left the show. Now, there is a scene, I didn't put it in here, of Heidi, like, oh my god, goodbye, blah, 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 blah. And then they come back in, and then in a... God, she's just serving so many iconic moments. Alexis breaks down in tears in a way that's very, (laughs) like, I don't know how, is bringing it back to herself. She doesn't expressly say, bring it back to me, but it's very theater drama queen bringing it back to herself and sobbing over this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For some unknown, yeah. And it was just, I love, I don't know why, but I just love the fact that Heidi's like half in makeup in a shawl, like in a, you know, a muumuu. And she just a very, like, Joan calls like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And just like leaves with not packing up anything, just leaves. Walks out the door barefoot, you know, like. (laughs) just The way you left your aunt's house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, now it's time for the looks. The category is reveal yourself. Now, as we know, I am, I don't even know why we would ever discuss the looks. And here's what's even crazier. And I want to discuss this. I'm me, the EP of the show, the host of the show. I'm like, I hate, hate, hate talking about the looks. And for some reason, I surrounded myself with people who want to do nothing but talk about the looks. Nathan, go ahead. Well, we don't have to get into it too much, but I do have a theory about the looks this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the runway category being reveal, I, because th- Alexis's reveal, she's done that before. That makes the rounds on like Reddit and YouTube all the time. And everyone's like, oh, my God, such a good reveal. I think they set up this episode for Alexis to win with the Snatch Game and this reveal, but then she just didn't deliver in Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. So, that's my little mini theory. Okay. Other than that, I liked the category and I thought most of the reveals were really good, except for Lala Rees because she was just holding a blanket and then dropped the blanket. So, that was disappointing, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. Lori? Yeah, I didn't care about anybody's except for Jimbo. I thought Jimbo was, <laughs> Jimbo was, was good, really- yeah. yeah, but everyone else's, I was just like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. All right. On the main stage, Candy and Lala are safe. James, Jimbo, and Alexis are in the top, while Jessica Wilde and Kahana Montrese are in the bottom. Later, Jimbo is named the top all-star of the week and must go up against lip-sync assassin Jasmine Kennedy. The song Hallucinate by Dua Lipa. In the end, Jasmine Kennedy won the lip-sync, but as a result of Heidi's self-elimination, there is no elimination this week. And later in Untucked, we learn that the cast had voted unanimously to send home Kahana Montrese. Kahana lives to see another day. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's start with our very special guests, Lori and Kay Roggenkamp. Any uh, any thoughts, any final thoughts here? This was a, a kind of a downer episode, I felt like. I felt the Snatch Game wasn't as fun as I, I, I had hoped. Um, but I am glad that they didn't send anyone else home. And to be honest, I felt like Heidi was the person that they were going to send home. Because I think if they were going to send Kahana home, they would have still gone through with the elimination. I think. I firmly believe that. Um, wait, wait. What did you so, just say? 
I think if 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 the producers and in, in RuPaul were were going to send Kahana home this episode, if they were like we're going to send her home, even though Heidi had left, I feel like they would have still gone through with the elimination, and they would have sent Kahana home. And so I I think that Heidi that to me that proves that Heidi was the one that was going to go home this episode. Oh okay. Any other final thoughts? No, I just uh, yeah, I just I wish that. The all-stars were actually all-stars. All right. And that's it. Very good. Nathan? Um, I agree with you, Laurie, about that little theory. It sort of felt a bit silly that we were going through all of these steps just for a non-elimination, which, I mean, I thought we were headed that way. So that makes sense to me. Thank you for pre- presenting that theory. Um, uh, yeah, the all-stars, I sort of think that they're eventually going to go back to the all-stars seven format with stars and non-eliminations. And they just thought- We'll just do another season with everyone who would say yes, and then we'll get the cream of the crop next season. So, because it's not been that great. And I actually think this was the best episode of the season so far. And on the Fame Games front, all those looks were shit. I think the Fame Games is flopping because it's not been that fun or interesting to watch. Well, a clear, I only watched this. This is the first Untucked that I've watched in a while, so I saw them for the first time. And... I can only really speak for Nasha, maybe Monica. I'm sorry, maybe Beverly Hills as well. But like, Nasha 100% is pissed and like crying <laughs> before she goes out. Like, mm-hmm. the, look, you're like, Nasha does not, she looks like a, a little girl who's been in trouble and been told she has to go apologize. And so she's walking down this runway. She looks fucking pissed off. I, I felt like I couldn't really see her eyes, but they seemed kind of red. She did not. She does not look happy walking down this runway. She doesn't seem like she's trying to win anything. Another thing that I want to say is, look, I just want to acknowledge that people have been messaging about this on Discord and stuff like that. Yes, I saw Michelle's fake gasp. I don't know. I, you know, they were throwing Ross under the bus here, but Ross actually looked like he acknowledged that he knew already. They kind of nodded, like, "Yeah, this is sad, right?" Michelle was mm-hmm. like, "Oh." What'd you say about trying you? Like, it was like <laughs> the worst fake gasp ever, right? Um, also, there's a part where Michelle is talking to somebody. I don't know who she's talking about. And she tells them, you know, it was the same thing over and over again. And I was like, really, bitch? Oh, it's, it's really bad to do the same thing over and over again? And we don't expect I, anything? I, I- yeah. I can't tell you how much it makes my blood boil when Michelle Visage gives comedy advice. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be like watching me tell you how to eat healthy, you know, yeah. on the 800 pound gorilla yeah. diet. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like <laughs> no, shut the, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. So I will say too that, so to Kahana, so I was watching Untucked and I get to be honest with you, I was wrong. Kahana proved me wrong because I was like, oh, I can't wait till I watch this Untucked and Kahana's like, giving the speech of like i really want to be here i have so much to show and she didn't to kana's credit she tearfully says i know you have to do what's right and essentially concedes that she should go home but here's the thing it is even to her detriment kahana this is not a rule that you have to vote by track record and this is why you shouldn't have this self-imposed track record rule. You should keep it open to interpretation. You should be vague about it. Have it one week it's track record, one week it's not, depending on how you feel, because then you're stuck in this bind when you are the one where the track record is is not in your favor. Yeah, you never tell 
you never, even if you think it in your head, you never say, I did not do, I should, I should go home in a competition. Cause that's a death now. Like you should never do that. You always, you always pretend like you, you, you know, uh, I should say here cause I'm, you know, hardworking or what, you know, whatever you always want to sell yourself. And so the fact that, that she does that shows that I think she's letting the competition get to her. But the other thing too, is even you should know, you don't go in there and say what your voting strategy is or what everyone else should be doing, because at a certain point it may and probably will as the numbers narrow down, bite you in the ass. Especially when you do something by track record, you should keep it open to, imper- to interpretation so that when you have to save yourself or, or, or argue your case, you have somewhere to run. And I didn't, by the way, no, you know, the Heidi and Closet uh, drama overshadowed the, the, the irony that Kahana Montrese, in theory, was going to lose on track record to the person that she yelled at for not voting on track record. She snapped at Jessica Wilde for not voting on the track record. So if Kahana would have gone home, there would have been some dramatic irony in that. Nathan, go ahead. Well, uh, it's just interesting because I thought she actually has a better track record than Candy, than Alexis, than a lot of people. It's just her and Jessica Wilde seem to be on the same level because they're the only ones other than Jimbo that have won. Is that right? Sounds right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it, but if Heidi had, hadn't left, I think Heidi would, I don't think Jessica Wilde would have been in the bottom. I think it would have been between Heidi and Kahana. They didn't really give a, they, Kahana says that, but I don't know what the evidence is for that. Because Heidi was terrible. She was awful. I know she was awful, but like Kahana wasn't much. I mean, everyone was so bad. You could have made an argument for anybody and they could have made it be that way. So the final thing I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Is someone said to me, and I don't know if I've noticed this, but there's something a little subtle in here that does point this out. Someone said, it seems that that even RuPaul knows that this season is shit, right? And that the the production Mm -hmm. knows it's shit. I don't really see that. Well, maybe you saw it in Snatch Game today. But before this episode, I hadn't really seen that. But I realized in watching the Snatch Game and how it was produced and how the previous episodes have been produced is there is evidence that they know the season is shit. And I'll tell you what it is. Because they're not hiding that their thumb is on the scale. And what I mean is Mm -hmm. when you think you have an inferior product, then you don't put a lot of work into it because why would you hide the seams if you know it's shit? So for instance, like let's say I thought this was a really shitty episode. I wouldn't spend hours editing it because I would be like, well, what's the fucking point? It's a shit episode. Why am I going to spend hours polishing a shit turd? And so I think what we're, because they're allowing us to see how the sausage is made and how the fact that we notice anyone, it doesn't take a genius to see how heavily production is pushing a narrative. It's because they need a narrative to push and they, and they don't care enough because they know it's a shit season and everyone will forget about it in two months that they're like, we don't give a shit. We don't care. We're not going to even try and hide it. It's going to be sloppy. We don't give, we don't care. We don't care. We got to put something Mm -hmm. out. And I think that is the. And doesn't it drop at like 3 a.m. or something for you guys? Well, no, that, I mean, that's the way it always, it drops at midnight here because it comes out on Friday. But 3 a.m. Uh, on the East Coast. I disagree. I think that this is how they've, I, I, I mean, I've watched, I want to say like, you know, at least five, six seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race now. 
I feel like this is how they they do it. They're producer heavy. And I but I, I think, think they always have been. I think there's no season is not like that. What I'm saying is the fact that they're being so blatant about it, not trying to hide it or massage it means that they don't care. I don't think but the thing what I'm trying to say is I think it's not necessarily that they're being blatant. I think that people are we're catching on to it more. We're becoming more adept to it and we're seeing it. I think this is how they've always done it and they haven't changed and now it's like it it, it it's really, you know, come to the forefront it's being highlighted i love how they've been like 25 seasons and Lori's like i've seen five seasons <laughs> bragging like a weird like a weird flex there have been like 25 <laughs> plus okay. seasons of the season of the show i've seen five of hey them. guys I've seen hey Lori. i've seen five or six who won season 15 <sighs> powerhouse just come up with a name come up with the name of anyone from season 15 Somebody who, uh, the drag queen who won season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race is. Is 15 the last season? <laughs> what, what, Lori, what's who going on? Who won season 15? What, what season did. What season Dear God. She, it's like, you know. That's Name good any following. winner That's of good any volume. season. Sasha Colby? What? Sasha Colby? Sasha Colby. Wow. How'd you come up with that? Uh, just off the top of my head. Just off the top of my head. So it was pain it was painless. Yeah. It was painless <sighs> and it, it was you know it was just like that. Joe, if you could edit it so that when I you guys hear this later to show you how much I love this show (laughs) and that I'm not like RuPaul's Drag Race this will be edited to be like a seamless episode but it was a fucking shit show and that's gonna do it for this episode of RuPaul I would love for my whole thing to be cut out I would love it for just you to you and Nathan just you and Nathan having a conversation no guest yeah (laughs) that's gonna do it for this week's episode of rupaul's drag race recap be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of rupaul's drag race all-stars season what is this oh season eight so for Lori roggenkamp and myself and me oh yeah oh yeah sorry (laughs) Lori roggenkamp nathan brown (laughs) and myself hi cheryl ann i'll be home soon baby Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also watch video versions of the show and more over at youtube.com slash dragracerecap. This podcast was produced by Luke Stamen. Taylor the Latte Boy has another podcast. It's called Pod is My Co-Pilot, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and TikTok at Joe Batance. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters, Alex S. Anonymous, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Carter McKinnon, Corinna Williamson, Doofus Maximus, E. Smith, Elizabeth Timmer, Emma, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Blank, 
Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckert, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Mike Yeager, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Robin Egenberger, Runner Brandon, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.